What's up, everybody? It's your draft queens, Kate and Michelle. And quite frankly, we, uh, Michelle, we've we've been talking for an hour before the show even started. I don't know, I don't know why we do that, but I think it's just like a. It's that time of year, you know? It's like the warm-up, date. It's the warm-up. It's a warm-up. It's like the shoot-around, you know? I was watching basketball yesterday, and I was remembering how much I really liked the warm-up. Like, how fun was that? Someone got the ball for you. They gave it back to you. It, this is this is our our pre-talking before the mic goes hot is our, it's, it's our shoot-around. You are absolutely right. It's just getting loose for the game. Like, you don't, you... You play like you practice, so we have to practice hard in the 45 minutes to an hour that we've just been gabbing about all sorts of stuff. All but, of the things. But we are keeping a lot of this, obviously, on the mic. We've held some of it back in the last hour so we can talk about it on the show. I was going to say, it's for everybody's own good, trust me. You know, there's plenty of things that Kate and I talk about that are not interesting at all, except You don't want to hear I. it. Yeah, trust me. Yeah, you don't want to hear it. <laughs> but I will say... Um, it, the days are longer right now. We're heading into June. The longest day of the year is my boyfriend's birthday, June 21st. So, oh my God. you know, I, I've been up at 5.30, 6 a.m. I go to bed at 10 o'clock. It's like a fat day and it's beautiful. And we need to get our practice in because we're going to start going weekly again starting in June, Michelle. Woo! I know exactly. Yeah. That's the thing. That's the thing. If if it means that Kate and I need to have a couple extra, a couple extra shoot arounds, that means y'all are going to get more content, and it's going to be excellent. I can't wait for we- longer days. I can't wait for more. I mean, it's been seventy and sunny here in New York for the last five days, which is just a breath of fresh air. Just there's leaves just on the trees. Joy. It's green. Just joy. It's like a whole. You know, I won't go too deep into this, but like. People that don't live in New York, everybody knows how much I love New York, ride or die forever. Any part of New York, all of it. I love New York. But being upstate in the Catskills for a full year, because COVID, as we know, it's honestly the craziest thing. Like people that don't get to live somewhere where you've got four Mm. seasons, I feel bad for you because as much as like sometimes it sucks to be cold or sometimes it sucks when it's rainy or whatever, but you literally get four seasons up here you get Mm -hmm. you get snow and white you get you know the fall colors up here are amazing i'm just going by colors you know fall you get all the reds and the oranges a visual learner i'm a very 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 visual creative then you know the spring is a little weird up here it's kind of gray but it's kind of yellow but it's kind of brown i don't know it's a weird it that's like arguably not the best time up here the spring mostly rainy and then all of a sudden everything is green and the sky is blue and it's wonderful and that's where we are right now i have a question you have to answer this without hesitation or without rationalizing (laughs) it's very hard for me both of those things are very challenging for a person like me i know what are your rankings of the best seasons best to worst uh best to worst would be summer, fall, winter, spring. Okay. I just had this conversation this week with someone. Okay. I know mine. Summer, winter, fall, spring. Interesting. What's your flip-flop 
are you like because skiing is more fun than what you can do in the fall? Okay, I'm like I think fall. So. I'm like fall is prettier, and as much as I love snowboarding, I like when it's a little warmer and it's prettier. No, I I think that like the the happiest. If you don't think that summer is the best season, you're wrong. <laughs> you're incorrect. That's the best season. Then it kind of gets tricky because a lot of people really love spring. I don't know why, because I have allergies and... It rains. I have so much rains. yellow pollen outside. Like, I ain't got time for that. It. No. I hate spring. Spring is the worst. But I could see... I was flip-flopping between winter and fall being in my two and three slots, so... I mean, you're not, usual, like... As usual, we're on the same page. We're mostly on the same page, but I would also say that, because this is a sports podcast, fall outranks yes. winter a bit for me because football. Just saying. I do agree with that. That did come up in this con- this longer conversation that I won't harp on, but I just had to ask because I do agree with that and I got stuck between winter and fall for a little bit, All but right. I know for sure that spring is the worst. That being said, don't want to shit on spring too much because we're just coming out of it. We're <laughs> yeah. moving into summer. It's fine. It's fine. Um, and I know that for the both of us today, we have had like really bizarre starts to our week. Do you want to talk about any of that on the podcast? Do you not? I just will Do you briefly... want to give the listeners a little <sighs> sneaky peeky and then we just move on? Because just... you and I, we're both Capricorn sisters. Like we have, we are having the same crises at the same time. I and I don't know how that keeps happening. I know. We're not only co-hosts and friends, we are somehow cosmically connected. I don't know. But I basically <laughs> was telling Kate that I woke up this morning having a great day. As I said, the trees are green. The sky was blue. I felt very excited. I went upstairs. I brushed my teeth. I came downstairs. I heard a very strange noise. It sounded it sounded like two... It sounded like, you know, when two glasses are like just too close together that they kind of like rattle off of one another. Not They're not breaking, but they just kind of oh. like rattle off of one another. And I'm like, I come downstairs. I'm like, what the hell is that noise? Like something must be out of place. Something Something's weird. Nope. I come to find downstairs that it's raining in my dining room. That that glass clanking together that I thought I was hearing was drops of water <gasps> dropping out of the ceiling onto oh, the light no. fixture hanging over my dining room table. So, you know, great way to start the day. Leaking through the ceiling, water coming out of a light fixture. Uh, that is all I want to say about it. Not a great way to start the day. Well, we already talked about this. I literally had the same thing happen at the studio that I work at yesterday and today. So that's in and of itself very bizarre that we have the same leaky ceiling happening. Unfortunately, my leaky ceiling was from an upstairs bathroom and it was disgusting and it smelled so... But we'll leave it at that. Let's just both leave it at that. But it's all to say that Kate and I are extremely, extremely cosmically connected. (laughs) It's freaking weird. We'll get into this later in the episode because I texted Kate about something last night that we're going to talk about in the episode. And she was like, get out of my brain. How did you know I was having the same combo? So it's a very strange thing. We're very connected. And we'll talk about that other cosmic connection later in the episode. Yeah, I think think we can probably even talk about that in the huddle. But uh, let's get into the huddle because we can keep talking about all of our cosmic synergies, Michelle. Right on. Okay, ladies, now let's get information. Cause I-
ハロハロハロハロハロハロハロハロ I think that's just gonna be the start of the huddle.、Uh, I mean, should it, we huddle? It basically should be because, you know, if you. Huddle, huddle, huddle. Every... Oh, huddle, huddle, huddle. It's like a. Oh my God. Huddle, huddle, huddle. I think in our next. Bum, bum, bum. <laughs> oh my God. In our next lives, we should be like, I don't know, the people that create jingles because we're pretty good at them.、Uh, it, it's like the underground Mario thing, you know? Yeah, I. Yes, I know. Of course, I know what it is. I mean, I know I'm a few years older than you, but like, yes, I know exactly what you're referring to. Just for all the kids listening, it's like the Super Mario 64 underground theme song. That's all. Well, go ahead. Take that to huddle, your huddle, ear huddle. pods or whatever. Huddle, huddle, <laughs> huddle. Everyone loves the huddle. Everyone knows what the huddle is. It is your favorite time of the week, or maybe just Kate and I's favorite time of the week. Or your min- favorite minute of the week. Or your, your favorite, favorite minute of the week.、Seconds. Yeah, all you need is 60 seconds. If you listen to the show, spot on, because we give you what you need to know for, I would say, water cooler talk, but since we're not at the office, I don't know where you're having these talks. Somewhere you are. But Clubhouse. The huddle, the huddle is a place for us to tell you what is happening in the sports world in 60 seconds or less. And it's all sports, every sport. And you'll see it today because there are one, two, three, four, five, six, seven bullets. Hopefully, that'll take us right to 60 seconds. But I've got my clock pulled up as always. We got 60 seconds on the clock.、Uh, I'm going to go ahead and count you down, and you take that first headline when I do. What do you think? Okay, I'm ready to read the first one. In three, two, one. Huddle, huddle, huddle. Cincinnati Bengals Joe Burrow is on track to return week one, his doctor says. Former U.S. women's national hockey team captain Megan Duggan named the New Jersey Devils manager of player development. Sportsbooks likes Rory McElroy as favorite to win PGA Championship, weary of Jordan Spieth. The NBA regular season is on the books. But there is still more action before the playoffs start. The play in tournament is deter- to determine the seventh and eighth seeds that will run Tuesday through Friday of this week. Danica Patrick will drive the pace car for the Indy 500. The U.S. Oh, God. U.S. holding on to nearly three million. I have a cramp in my foot. I'm not even kidding. Ow. <laughs> U.S. holding on to three million seeking reforms from World Anti Doping Agency. Bob,、uh, trainer Bob Baffert suspended from entering Medina Spirit or other horses at, the Bel- at Belmar Park. Oh my God, what happened、no. to your foot? Are you okay? We're out、I、of time. Charlie, or is it my foot? <laughs> I'm not kidding. It just started when I was reading that headline. Ow. Ladies and gentlemen, the, these are, oh my God, Kate has a Charlie horse. My dog is barking, and this is what happens. You know, come on. It's the huddle. Don't, everybody gets everybody... worked up for the huddle. Our dogs, our muscles. Ow. Holy shit. Charlie horses hurt. Why did those happen? I mean, I don't know, but it's something with your muscles twinging or something's wrong with them. Are they atrophying? And also, I can hear your sweet little bocce dog just He's not being very barking、sweet. away. He's not being very sweet.、Uh, this is manic, but let's continue on.、Uh, a couple of headlines that I was wanting to talk about from the huddle.、Uh, first, do you have any feelings on Bob Baffert, who is the trainer for Medina Spirit and won the Kentucky Derby and now 
as per that last headline, he is not allowed to race his horses, including Medina Spirit, in the Belmont Park. Well, here's the thing. He shouldn't he shouldn't be allowed, right? So all the the news broke after our last episode. We talked about Bob Baffert's, you know, uh, shame on us. We should always bet on him because his horses always win. Medina Spirit won the Kentucky Derby. Then the news breaks that, like, he's somehow drugging the dog the way that, you know, or the dog, the um, the, the horse, <laughs> the way that, you know, athletes take drugs. So, like, first of all, shame on you, Bob Baffert. That's just wrong. Like, don't do that. Second of all, I, like, he, so Medina Spirit also raced in, um, at Pimlico for, uh, for another race last weekend, which, like, w- I don't know why that was allowed. I also sort of... I don't know. I, I was like, I was in between because Kate and I talked about how the way that we bet on horses is the the names. So at Pimlico yes. last week, there was one called Concert Tour. I'm a music person. Of course, oh I'm going to pick that one. But that was oh also God. a Bob Baffert trained horse. So I was like a little bit like, do I do this? He's kind of a cheater now. Anyway, I lost. I think my horse came in dead last. But it's all to say that we talked about the amazing run that, you know, Bob has had, how many consecutive wins he's had with different horses in all these, you know, uh, triple crown races, et cetera, et cetera. He cheated. I don't know why that horse was allowed to race in the last race at Pimlico, which is also a triple crown race. So, okay, good. Thank you. Someone should be suspending him, and this horse should not be allowed in the next race at, at, at the Belmont Stakes. Like, it just shouldn't be. Uh, I'm annoyed. I'm annoyed. It's annoying. Full on. We just cheaters. Why are we cheating? Why are we cheating? Can we just fucking do it straight? Like, just let's have a good old race, folks. Uh, But yeah, he's suspended right now from Medina Spirit onward. And that would mean like for Belmont Stakes at Belmont Park. Just a bummer because we talked about it a lot last episode. But I know we gave him like all his, you know, we gave him all his. uh, We gave him shine. We did a little biopic. Seriously, Kate really did some eyewitness news shit, and look what happened. God, that fucking asshole. I will take it personally. (laughs) Anyway, with that aside, we'll see how things shake out, and we'll continue to give you huddle updates on all things horse racing. Uh, but more importantly, I was going to talk NBA. Before you talk NBA, I just wanted to shout out the headline, um, about Megan Duggan getting named the New Jersey Devils manager of player development. So this is kind of cool in the NHL. I've started to see this a little bit more. Um, I, I, I'm not going to say the other team because I don't remember it off the top of my head, so I don't want to get it wrong, but there are other teams in the NHL that are starting to work with more females, um, you know, for player development and other, you know, positions within their organizations. And you know what? Good on you, NHL. I like to see Good it. on you. Yes, that is absolutely correct. And it doesn't hurt that it's my New Jersey Devils. <laughs> are you a New Jersey Devils fan? Yes. Wow. If I were to choose one NHL team that you're like, that's your that team. I'm a fan of. Oh my god, the Devils were so good in. It's similar to like the dream team for the Yankees. You know what I mean? The Devils were really good in the yeah. early 2000s. I mean, but so were the Rangers. I was a Ranger fan. Yeah, it was yeah. a golden era for New York sports or yeah. tri-state sports. Wait, can I give you one little fun story before we talk about? another headline have you met martin Brodeur or wayne gretzky <laughs> no no but 
Funny story, when I was a kid, my uncle used to work at Nassau Coliseum, shout out Long Island, and when the Islanders would play the Rangers, he would bring me to the game, and I literally got to sit, Kate, I kid you not, in a folding chair in between the two benches. So, like, there was a piece of glass on each side of me, like, the whole Islanders team on the left, the whole Rangers on the right, like, literally, like, a piece of glass separating me from, like, Wayne Gretzky, like, I mean... The coolest way to watch a game. And my uncle was like a security guard. So he would sit in that chair, but he wouldn't even get to watch the game. He had to face the crowd to make sure people weren't like fighting and too drunk. So he would bring me and I was like, you know, I was little. I, I must have been nine, ten. I was I wasn't very old. Michelle and, and I used to get to sit in that little chair. chair like right center ice in between the freaking benches. Wait, that is sick. I did not know. Why are we not hockey fans? Well, Why are we thing. hockey fans? I, I would not. I, look, I don't follow hockey as, you know, as much as I follow football, obviously, or even baseball to that extent. However, hockey for me is so much like it is an in-person sport. Like it is really exciting to watch it on TV. Don't get me wrong. These games are like super, super intense. I love mm. hockey. But like Going to a hockey game is, like, the most intense, like, couple of hours I feel like you ever spend. So it's, like, a bummer because I haven't been to a game in real life in a while. But now that the playoffs are starting, there's definitely hockey on my on my TV at night. Because those games are just, they're intense, man. They're exciting. You know, <sighs> that was that a fun little tidbit I had to share. just brings me so much joy. <laughs> Thank you for sharing that. I had no idea that that was a thing. And I also have, like, serious... 2000 hockey and I mean envy um I feel like that was the best time for being a hockey fan for some reason um it also reminds me a lot of and like paralleling today but I was also growing up same era I was like a Yankees fan because the Yankees were amazing a Devils fan the Devils were amazing and a Nets fan because the Nets were you know New Jersey Nets and so I'm also curious, like, I'm I'm following basketball-ish, kind of. Like, we both... Okay, so here's the thing we were talking about earlier in the episode, where you and I had, like, a... Uh, what is it called when you're a mind reader? Like, a telepathy moment. Yeah. Telepathy. E- ESP. Telepathic. ESP? E- ESP? I almost yeah. said ESPN, ESPN, like the dumb girl and mean girls. <laughs> you did. You did. You did. You did. (laughs) But we both texted each other last night. We were both watching the Celtics, and we both, within the same, I'm not even shitting you, the same 10 minutes, had the (laughs) same fucking thought about talking about, on today's episode, what is an NBA play-in round? And I have, like, kind of an idea of what it is, and I can try and hash it out, but it's happening now. Like, by the time... You listeners are hearing this. It'll basically be playoffs on, you know, like the the end of this week on Friday into Saturday, the 22nd. I just don't know. I don't know how we missed. I totally missed this earlier on. Like when we were talking about NBA, we were talking about teams, we were talking blah, blah, blah. We talked a lot about it. And and yeah, like you said, you're going to be listening to this on Friday. By Friday, the play-in tournament will be done. But I just thought it was, I just, I don't know how I missed that this was happening at all. Like, I don't, did, where did this come from? Why? I don't know. Well, I think it, I think it largely has something to do with the fact that obviously this year for every sport is wonky because it's like, 
truncated seasons, different game counts. Like, they have to find another way to get to the playoffs. So my understanding is, from what we watched last night, this was a Tuesday night, Tuesday the 18th, which was the Celtics game. That was a play-in game. And the thinking behind it is that the seven seed and the eight seed in each, either the West or the East Conference, will play each other. And then, similar to like the NCAA tournament for March Madness, you slot into that seven and eight seed to make it to the playoffs. So you're literally playing into the playoff tournament. Right, which is which is like cool, and that's very similar to what they do for like NCAA. I just I'm so confused, like where this came from. I, I, you might've just said this, apologies, but I believe it's just for this season only. This is not, my understanding. I think so. My understanding is it's for this season only. So yeah, I don't, I, very interesting thing. I, I feel, I feel like I missed half the Celtics game last night because I was like, why is this happening? Why are they doing this? Maybe I it's don't, more, maybe I don't it's, know. Maybe it's a way to like, have it be more exciting. Like you said, since like seasons have been kind of like weird and jacked up over the last like two years you know, basically, yeah, now almost like two seasons or or whatever because of, you know, COVID. But, I mean, it is definitely a cool way to keep it, like, exciting, uh, I suppose. I I think tonight is the Lakers versus the Warriors, which is kind of crazy you're saying the Lakers versus the Warriors to get into the playoffs or to decide where they are seated. I don't know. I mean, it's kind of fun and interesting. It definitely riffs on what happens in NCAA tournament. I was just more baffled that I completely missed this – page in the NBA book this year. No clue it was happening. Well, as you shouldn't, because it's only four days long, if that. It's like three days of play. And I can't even explain it. Like, I I see, and we'll post on our socials, what the playoff picture looks like and how you seed into uh, the seven and eight slot, but it's confusing as I know. fuck. I had a really hard time figuring it out. Like I was looking at it last night. I kept following the little bracket lines and I was like, I see where they're going, but why doesn't this make sense in my brain? <laughs> it's very confusing. It doesn't make any sense, but I think the, the teams to call out if you're friend, if you're friends with, oh my God, has one <laughs> beer, cannot speak English. Uh, the teams that you should look out for if you're fans and friends, maybe. But if you're fans of these teams, uh, we've got in the East vying for those two slots, uh, the Celtics and the Wizards. So, but the Celtics right? won. So the, the Celtics won that game. They're going to play. They're now so the they're seventh in. seed. They're in and they play Brooklyn. So in my house, that's a that's going to be a problem. Brooklyn versus Boston. That's definitely going to be a That's going to be a problem. And <laughs> maybe we'll have to watch that together. Yes, my household as well. And then in the West... You have the Lakers and the Warriors, which is also like a really great. Either way, one uh, they will both make it into either the seven or eight seed. They'll be in the playoffs, but a great matchup for seven and eight. I just feel like I can't. We do need to post this on our on our socials because every time I look at this bracket, it confuses me. So you're telling me. So I know that the I know that the Celtics won, which means the Celtics went. I'm following the lines. The winner goes down and they play Brooklyn. Now, the loser, the Washington Wizards, are going to face off against whoever wins the Pacers-Charlotte game, right? Then the winner of that goes where? It looks like only the loser advances. What the fuck am I missing here? No, I'll tell you what you're missing. Okay. (laughs) 
and like literally, if you are listening to this episode, Michelle, we should par- post this on Thursday. We should. So that yes. People Let's can make follow sure it's along with yeah. the lines. Okay. So if you're following the lines in the bottom right, there's the Celtics and the Wizards. The winner of that goes to the bottom, like you said. The yep. winner of the Celtics will go to play the Nets. Yep. And then the loser, where it says loser seven dash slash eight, that's where the Wizards go. And they continue up to play the 76ers. Oh, okay. So why do we care who wins the Pacers-Charlotte game? I don't know. If why do someone we care? could tell us, I would love to know. Somebody it, maybe please it's tell like us. A, I don't understand. Maybe so you're... Winner 9-10. What does that mean? You just That's get... just ninth place. That's ninth who place. You're not in the, the playoffs. Ca- I, okay. So now I feel a little less crazy. I'm so glad you explained that to me because I'm following the lines. I'm like zooming in. I'm like, what am I missing here? Okay. So you're telling me that we really don't care about the Pacers Hornets game? I don't care unless some basketball fan out there who is definitely listening to this. I'm asking this as a favor. Please tell me why I care about who the ninth and 10th seed are. Like, is it similar to football where you the higher your seed or the lower your seed, like a better draft pick happens. I just don't. I'm, I'm serious. I, I really don't know. All I right. really don't know. We're, clearly Kate and I cannot figure this out entirely. So this will be posted on our social channels. I literally will put exactly what I'm looking at on there. And I will ask for an explanation because we're pretty smart and we can figure most of these things out. But this one's been very challenging for me. I would I would agree. I feel similarly. Uh, we will post it on at the Draft Queens on Instagram and at the underscore Draft Queens on Twitter, and that will be that. That being said, this elongated <laughs> huddle, which has been full of trials and tribulations, full of different routes, and I do I don't know. What don't we're know. gonna do now, Kate, is we need to move it on along. Our our devout fans will help us figure out the play in tournament. And in the meantime, while we figure that out, it's time to get old, back to good old-fashioned football. And the, Thank God. the 2021 NFL schedule has been announced. We're going to talk about it. And we're going to continue to get you excited about football because we're excited about football, basically. Let's. Yes, we are excited about football. Let's go back to our happy place. So as promised, we are going to shift gears a bit here and talk NFL because it wouldn't be a Draft Queens episode if we didn't talk about football. And as everybody now knows, the entire 2021 NFL draft schedule, or not NFL draft schedule, sorry, NFL schedule has been announced, which is very exciting. And so now what everybody's starting to do is look at these matchups. um, And A, if you're me, you're deciding which games you want to go to. But B, they're they're starting to, you know, sort of look and see like what are these what what does the strength of schedule look like? And this is a term that comes up a lot throughout the fantasy season, um, because you're kind of looking at who's paired up against who for these 16, now 17 weeks. Exciting. And that actually helps a lot of people draft players or pick people up from a waiver wire. Like when you see who their opponents are, you know, is this opponent good against the run great then maybe I shouldn't have a running back like there's there's a lot of interesting things that you can look at here however 
I have been looking at some of these strength of schedule coverage. Like, I can't really fully wrap my head around it, Kate. So I'm hoping you might be able to guide us in the right direction here so that we can fully explain to people what it is and how it works. I can do that. I can do that. I, I, I did some research today. And not to say that we haven't done research on this in the past, but it is slightly confusing, especially because this year, so traditionally, the last 40 years or so, in the NFL, we've been playing 16-game schedules. Like, that's just how it's been forever. Right. And so this year, we're doing 17 games. I'm very excited about that. It's a big win for viewers, but it changes a little bit what these strength of schedule rankings are. Um, because basically what they're taking into account and what you'll see if you just Google or look at any website for NFL 2021 strength of schedule is how many teams are above 500 uh, or how many teams are below 500 and where mm. they kind of are on a sliding scale of the 32 teams in the league, right? Ah, okay. And you would think, well, what you would think upon first blush is that the over 500 teams, right? So I'll get to those in a second. But over 500 is like they're going to have a really great season. And the reality of it is if they're ranked with a strength of schedule, the higher that percentage is, if it's 500 or above, the higher it is, the harder your schedule is. Ah, Does that make okay. sense? Okay. Yes, that helps because normally when I look at a ranking, my thought was I'm looking at the ranking and I'm like, oh, if this team's at the top, it means they have the best schedule. Like they're going to they're gonna have the right. easiest schedule. But what you're saying is the higher the, okay, I see. Oh, okay, that helps. Yeah. So the way that they calculate it, what what I'm saying is it's the opposite. So you would think that yes. if you have a higher win percentage, for example, like the number one ranked team for this year for 2021 NFL strength of schedule ranking is the Steelers. Their win percentage or opponents combined 2020 win percentage was 574, like dot 574, which means they have the most winning opponents. So they have the uh-huh. hardest so schedule. They have the hardest schedule. Okay. Yes. Okay. Does that make sense? Yes, this makes a lot of sense. Okay. Wow. So if you're an Eagles fan, you're really excited because you are your schedule is under 500. Your opponent's winning percentage is under 500, which should mean the Eagles have an easy schedule. That's that's what they, right. That's, and, okay. And we can start at the bottom. So the Eagles of the 32 teams in the National Football League, they are ranked strength of schedule the lowest. They are number 32. And that's really good for Eagles fans because they are, per- percentage-wise, huh. um, their opponent's combined 2020 win percentage is the lowest average. So it's 0. .430. They are the only ones in the league that are less than 450. Wow. So they, by far, I'm not a mathematician, but I would just... <laughs> garner a guess that that is really really great for eagles fans and they are the only team in the league below 450 so they have the easiest schedule by the numbers this is very interesting i okay now i am working from the bottom and what is very glaringly obvious to me is that the bucks 
are ranked 29th, which means they've got a pretty easy schedule and they're coming off a Super Bowl win. So yikes, watch out, everybody. (laughs) I mean, you are reading my mind because of the, from easiest season from the bottom, the five easiest in order of ease are the Eagles, easiest season on the books, followed by the Cowboys, the Falcons, the Bucks and the Dolphins. And so the two I wanted to ask you about, and obviously starting with the Bucks, because you're a Tom Brady fan, among other things, is that people are so jazzed up right now. And if you've seen any of those viral posts of like $1,000 seats, $2,000 seats to see some of these games, especially the Patriots-Bucks games, it's because people are betting big dollars on the Bucks winning another Super Bowl and that being the end of Tom Brady. And so they want to see the last Brady-Belichick matchup. I, I mean, oof. I, Who God. doesn't, though? That sounds amazing. It does. It does sound amazing. And yeah, it's actually like somewhat interesting to me. Like, yeah, that the Bucks are sitting so low on this list after – a huge season last year after we've already talked about like re-signing all these amazing studs. Like, I mean, one would venture a guess that they're just going to steamroll this season. One would venture a guess. And if I, without making this too dense, because there's a lot of things that go into creating your schedule, but just from like a very top level, the way that because some people are probably sitting there like, oh, of course, like the Bucks have a really easy right, season. Right, They're right, just exactly, like paving exactly. the way for Tom to win one more ring. And the reality is, so they, they have this schedule formula. They put it together in 20, uh, 2002, and it's like this matrix that automatically spits out what your schedule will be every year. It's like a combination of home and away, playing against each of your three divisional opponents, so six total games, three of those home, three of those away, um, four teams from another division within the same conference rotating in on a three-year cycle. So there's a lot that goes into it. But all of that to say, like, in some ways it's luck, and in some ways it's, like, very clearly a formula. Right, right, right. Man, isn't that wild? I feel like that's something I've never really thought about, right? You kind of just take that for granted. You're like – Here's the schedule. Here's who they're playing. Somebody just, you know, somebody back there just pick dates and pick pick teams. But it's kind of crazy, like, how it really cycles through year after year in an effort probably to keep it as, you know, uh, as, as you know, agnostic as, as, as they can. But who, yeah, like, whoever would have thought if you were talking about the Bucks probably like three, four years ago, you'd be like, yeah, give the Bucks an easy schedule because the Bucks aren't winning games. Exactly. Now exactly. look how much has changed. Wow. Okay. Well, there this is- are certain, yeah, it's, it's, it's art and science. Like the same things kind of recur every year when they're putting together these seasons. Yeah. And yet it rotates some certain elements rotate in and out on yep. yearly by yearly. I don't know. Different bases, bases, bases. Oh my god, there's my other, English. There's other things that pop out to me. I mean, you've got the Bills down at like you know 23 in the ranking. So we've talked a lot about the Bills, and there'll be plenty more NFL preview episodes. Don't you? Don't you all worry? We'll get into the teams in a lot more detail. But you know, today just talking about strength of schedule. You know, you got the Bills looking at you know 23. So they're they're uh, they're kind of like feeling probably pretty good about their schedule. You know, you've got the Jaguars, new QB, 
rookie QB, they're sitting smack in the middle. Smack in the middle. Tim Tebow, now a tight end. Oh, is sure. that official? Get out of town. Uh, I I saw a number of headlines. I'm pretty sure it's official. Yeah, wow. there were. All right. There was conjecture, but I'm pretty sure that Tim Tebow is now the right-hand man of Tyler Lawrence. Oh, wow. That's very... Right? This, I'm just so glad that you explained this whole thing to me, to be honest. He's, okay, sorry. I'm pausing for a second because your dog he's is about to go nuts. barking. And my dog... Oh, my dog. My cat, cat just definitely knocked something over. Okay, want to take a time out? Yeah, quick T.O. And we are back from our pet timeout. Kate, is anything broken in your home? Not that I'm aware of. I did a surveillance of our house, and it seems that everything is in working order. How about your home? I'm glad we took that pet break, but all is well. Nothing broken. Dogs have stopped barking. Ladies and gentlemen, this is what happens when you have pets and you're recording a podcast. We're just giving it to you like it is. Anyway, Kate has now explained to me how the strength of schedule works. Thank you, Kate, for your knowledge and mathematicianness that you have bestowed upon all of us. We've talked about some of the easiest schedules. Should we talk about some of the folks that have the hardest schedules? I think that we should because so the teams, at least the top five teams, and I'll list them in order for who has the hardest five schedules this year, um, are all, for the most part, very good teams. So I will look forward to seeing them kind of duke it out a little bit. And we have to start at the very top. There are only two teams right now who have uh, uh, schedules that are harder, aka above 550, I think. Yeah. Yeah, Yeah. above 550. So the hardest schedule of 2021 will be for the Pittsburgh Steelers. Um, Oof. Oof. Now, I love, but I love, as much as I do not like the Steelers, uh, I love kind of like a fun storyline. And the Steelers kind of matching the Patriots and overtaking for rings, I think, would be fun. So that's kind of where I'm at for the Steelers. And if they can duke it out through the 2021 season, who knows how long Big Ben will be on the roster. I don't know. I, gonna, I would watch that. I think, this team, I think this team is going to be in rough shape this year anyway. And on top of that, like having a really tough schedule. I don't know, man. You could go, you could watch something that happens here where they went from like almost undefeated to like fully defeated in, in the turn of a season. Well, I think on the other side of the coin, if we're talking about that, right? So this, the team who has the second hardest season is the Ravens. And for me, I'm like rooting for the Ravens to lose always, always. <laughs> right, the right, Steelers. right, right. That's very true. It's very true. You know what? Good. Give the Ravens a little, they need a little uh, challenge out there. Rough them up. Rough yeah. them up. I mean, oh, Lamar Jackson it- has it hard enough, but still, like, I, mean, I, I, I don't want to see the Ravens win. I'm with you. I'm with you. And your Titans are your Titans are doing pretty good. They're tied for 13th in terms of their strength of schedule. So that's good. Yeah. Yeah. But, they kind of fall in the middle. Same with the Patriots tied for 19. But, you know, there's like, th- there's three others who so have. Is, so if Aaron, what? so Aaron Rodgers and the Packers are fourth 
most challenging schedule, the toughest schedule, right? He's already complaining about wanting to leave the Packers. Now they have a challenging schedule. Is he going to complain wah, even wah, more? Wah, wah. wah. <laughs> well, do you think that he's just sitting there in um... – do you think that he's just in engagement bliss? Like, do you think that he's kind of phoning it in? And he's like, well, I don't care. Like, I'm in love. And then by the time the season hits, I guarantee you, Michelle, he's going to turn the burners on. There's no way he's going to a different team. He's going to stick it out for one more season with the Packers. And if they fuck it up, a la McCarthy, who already did that. But like, <laughs> if they fuck it up again, then I think he's out. Hey, you you could be right. I'm just I'm just trying to put myself in that Aaron Rodgers mentality, and I'm already whining and complaining. Now my now my team has a really tough schedule. Am I gonna whine and complain even more? I guess we'll see what happens. I I don't yeah. know. The, here's all right. So I made one semi bold prediction, not really a prediction, but a very interesting thing about the Steelers. You could go from almost sixteen and zero to zero and sixteen. That that could be very interesting. The other thing is like I'm looking at you Texans. You're almost again. You're tied for fifteenth. You're almost in the middle. You're you're you, you've got a pretty decent schedule, but you have nothing else going for you. Do the tight? Do the Texans win any games this year? I'd have to look at their schedule. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not feeling um, good. I'm not feeling good about it for them. Even though this the the schedule, you know, the strength schedule might be working a little bit to their advantage. Nothing else is. I I cannot answer that question because I have not looked at their schedule, but I think they're going to have a shitty time figuring out how to win a game. Well, look, I agree with you, and I will say I am very – this we had a lot of explaining to do this episode. I still need some explaining on the NBA play-in. We will take this to social media. Our fans will help us understand what's going on. But, Kate, you really enlightened me to understand strength of schedule today. Well, listen, I am a big shout out, first and foremost, to any fans of the Cowboys, Falcons, Bucks, or Dolphins, or even, begrudgingly, the Eagles. <laughs> I, I look forward to your easy seasons, and my most sincere condolences to the Steelers, Ravens, Bears, Packers, and Vikings fans. Uh, it's going to be go, a tough one. And anyone put- who's falling in the middle... Fair game, baby. I'm just gonna it's say, fair go, game. Go put that Super Bowl bet in on the Bucks, man. Watch out. You're, yeah, I love your it. Pay, your payout probably won't be very high, considering they won last year and they have an easy schedule. But like, if you just want to feel good about yourself, go put in your Super Bowl bet on the Bucks now. That's fucking right. That's fucking right. Well, Michelle, as always, it has been just the best, the best it's been, hour. It's, Who even knows it's been the best. all the things that we've covered and learned? But it's always a, a fantastic hour. It is always a fantastic hour of time. Uh, somehow, every week we say we're going to do less than an hour, and we never do. We never do. And, we are terrible uh, at that. And that's fine. And that's fine. It's just going to be an hour-long show. Um, but in any event, most excitingly, if you do not follow us on any of our social platforms, if you don't follow us on Apple Podcasts or on Spotify or wherever you listen to your podcasts, go ahead and do it. And while you're at it, Leave some stars. A lot of you do that. I I fucking love you. I love you so much. (laughs) Thank you for doing that. And all of that to say that we are returning to in our next two-week hiatus. By the next time you hear us in your earballs, we will be on a weekly schedule again. As we go through the summer, we lead into preseason, and uh, we track towards the regular season. And we have a lot to talk about based on all of these strength of schedule. So, Michelle... 
Anything you want to leave our beautiful listeners with? Go hard us. We love you for listening. And sorry, we are incapable of keeping this less than one hour. We are not capable of it, but we love you for listening. See you in two weeks. <laughs>